Welcome to Where the Magic Happens. I'm Angela Lovell, a psychic, empath, a master 11, four-time cat foster <laughs> fail, uh, and uh, my guest is, <laughs> or wait, wait, <laughs> I'm totally blowing this. It's fine. I don't, I don't think like we, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and, Try, no, do we, don't, we don't have to do it over. I think like the naturalness of it all is, is endearing. Okay. But my name's Ryan Singer. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Ryan Singer. Uh, pause. So I'm a stand-up comedian, uh, the co-host, and um, uh, recently embracing my empath qualities. Um, oh, do I have a story about that that happened on the airplane on the way Ooh. home? And then, uh, what else about me? Oh, oh, I have a paranormal podcast. I'm a paranormal investigator. Um, I'm into all kinds of things, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, and we have, a, we have an incredible guest with us here today. The best guest we're ever going to have is here today. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. We're with Sarah Goff. Hi. Sarah is an angel on earth, basically. Um, Sarah, what do you... I can't live up to this. <laughs> I'm just going to whisper the whole time. Oh, yeah, do that. <laughs> Sarah, we... So uh, somebody told me about Sarah, and then I've told everybody about Sarah. And we have like a whole crew of people now here in Los Angeles who... Uh, just almost like worship Sarah at this no. point. Like it's almost There's a no Sarah worshiping religion. going on. No, no worshiping. Nothing culty actually. <laughs> Which, if you started a cult, though, I would be the first one <laughs> to sign up. She has already confided that in me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, there is. It's interesting because I know there's a couple of my friends um, that, if they haven't already, are planning on setting up a session with you. Good. As well, but um, yeah. So it's like you're just going to be like Thanks. the. Uh, you know, the guru to all yep. the like, to, I mean, well, to a lot of creative types here in town. Um, but yeah, well, because it's amazing when you go there. Like she sold it to me. Like it's like it can be kind of like supercharged therapy. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the problem great way to put it. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, with today's like medical system and the way everything <clears throat> is in place, it can be difficult for people to find even a sliding scale therapist and all these other things that are that are good for them that they want to see on a regular basis. But I think this, like, especially if you believe in, yeah, you know, if you're an open-minded person when it comes to the magical arts and things like that and communications with the other side, you're, you, you realize that like going to a healer like yourself can really blast the door open yes. of what's been keeping you bottled Absolutely. up. I had over 10 years of therapy and one session with you was beyond like, so healing and informative and validating and gave me permission to be the unique person I am. And I think everybody feels that way when they come away. Um, Sarah, will you tell our listeners how you communicate with our guides and all that? Sure. So, hi, I'm Sarah Goff. (laughs) I am not a God. (laughs) I am a shamanic Reiki practitioner by trade. However, I was born into this relationship with my helping spirits, I like to call them. Excuse me. Be it angels, guides, what have you. I work with people from all walks of life, from all belief systems. I believe that source and energy in this world is to be shared So we are not prejudiced to anyone believing something different, but I definitely find people who are open-minded to speaking with angels and guides are the ones that find me. So I started talking with spirit. Jeez, I mean, it wasn't really a conversation. I was three. I remember watching my mom have a prayer meeting. It was a Christian home. And laying on of hands was half smoke fly out of this guy's head. And I just always <laughs> wow. saw this stuff and thought everybody did. So it wasn't a, hey, did you see that? You know, it was, oh, yeah, there it goes. You know, it just was a something. Anyways, later on in my life, I was nine. I was in a playground at school, still in this Christian school, great Christian school. And I was... It, playing a game that me and my friends would play. They would bring me kids that were having a hard time and they would sit them down in front of me and I would just tell them what was happening. Whoa. And oh, wait, how old were you? Nine. nine. Oh, that's 
It's incredible. And just be like, it's going to be, you know, whatever. This is why that happened because this has to happen. So, you know, you're good. And a teacher came over and I'll never forget her face. And she looks at me and she goes, Sarah, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm telling her what the angels are saying. You know, it's like this had to happen for this to happen. She's going to be okay. And she goes, you are talking to Satan. (laughs) And I just went, I mean, I'm nine. Yeah, that's and, the magic words to scare the hell out of them. Yeah, oh sure, especially in a Christian school. And it was a super cool Christian school. Unlike many people's experiences, I had a great experience. I loved dancing and singing with the Holy Spirit, and you know, I was all up with it. It was great, and I still am. And <laughs> silly enough, I know it sounds so silly, but I still <laughs> no, no, it sounds great. Movements of dancing. Yes, yes, it's great. Yes. I do have a movement class that I teach actually. You do? Yes, I do. Well, yeah, yeah. And now I'm seeing you three times a week. <laughs> and it's uh, so I, I, I shut it down for a long time, and actually, it dragged me into some really ill-fated behavior because, and it happens to young empaths, folks that are uh, seers or healers or hearers, whatever. We're all healers. I mean, when it comes down to it, we all have the capability to heal ourselves. I really believe that. But if you have fear or anxiety choked up, you're not going to be open to that energy that's available to all of us. I love to use the example of when people have a freak out moment, they cover their head like, oh, you screwed up. But they literally are cutting their connection to source. And it's so interesting that that's what happens is we get into these fearful places and we just shut ourselves off because we made a mistake and now we're thinking there's no help for us. Yeah. And that's where I come in. (laughs) It also kind of like makes me think when you say that, it kind of like sparks this image of someone kind of retreating into their ego and sure. like trying yes. to protect their physical self. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. therefore like, you know, cutting off the spiritual side, like, oh no, I have to keep my body safe right. to fight another day. It, I'm yeah. alone, I'm alone, I'm yeah. alone in this. Protect me. Yes. Yeah. Um, you said something really great in one of the meditations recently. Um, ever since I I had lots of, I'm still doing healing work and I'm still recovering from past relationships and the relationship with my father, which you really shined a great, helpful light on. Um, but I, since I left my my last very unhappy marriage, I've been dancing and and like religiously dancing, and it is the it is the thing that saves me some days. Like really turns everything around. Was that some of your homework? It wasn't my homework. I was doing it too. And then and then you said in meditation, you started telling us how important it is to dance mm. things off mm-hmm. and how your spirit guides don't want to be around you if you're miserable or don't want to, they can't communicate with you if you're Well, if they want to be around you. Mm-hmm. They just can't reach you. You're not letting them reach Ugh. you. That's what's happening. We're shutting ourselves off. Like you said, the ego is shutting us down, saying we're alone, we're alone, isolate hatch yeah. down you know get in safe zone kind so of you're thing. nine years old just like dropping yes. like therapy on kids yeah, it was <laughs> hilarious it was, but so i thought it was me. a game i thought everybody did it it wasn't weird to me or out of ordinary it just was what i did and it wasn't until that teacher did that where i went oh this isn't like normal did you think you were you were hearing the devil then for a while after no that? never okay. no no I definitely knew the difference at that, a very young age because when you're brought up in light like that already when the darkness comes in it's really clear yeah it's black and white it's totally black and white. now was the family so the family like your immediate family were they aware of what was going on with you and this ability you had like you said you didn't go around because you thought it was normal now they do now, now they, do. they they say, yeah, that makes sense. Do any of them have anything like that? <laughs> my mother. Ah, My mother woke me up when I was seven in the middle of the night and said, Sarah, I have a message from God for you. You have to come to the kitchen. And I'm like, it's seven. <laughs> so I mean, it's like two in the morning. And uh, I go into the kitchen. She grabs a sponge. She goes, this is you. You're the sponge. And she turns on the water and she goes, and this is what your life is going. You're, this is what you're going to do with your life. You're going to absorb this water. 
and then you're going to go over here and give it to people Whoa. so that they can heal. So you have to be really careful on what water you absorb. <laughs> water being energy, yeah. obviously. Now, <laughs> that's you know, that's like a beautiful lesson for beautiful. any child. Yeah. And now I use it in my empath classes. It's the first cl- class in my empath series teaching people, this is what we do. This is actually what we do. We walk around absorbing everyone's energy that doesn't know how to cope with it. And that's why we suddenly at the end of the day start feeling really heavy. Mm-hmm. And why? I had a good day. Why do I feel so bad? Well, you probably soaked up a bunch of energy from a bunch of folks that needed help. I want to, are you, did you already start this empath class? Yes. Ugh. It's okay. It's like constantly running now. Oh, good. Is yeah. there, um, I'm curious to know if there's a period of like, you know, teenage years or, or whatever where you're drunk with power on this. Like, I think that's an interesting. <laughs> oh, it gets I mean, better than that. Okay. Okay. So it's called like, LSD. Oh, oh whoa, okay. Whoa. okay. Yeah. I spun out uh, after I shut everything down and I knew it wasn't bad, but an elder told me it was. So I listened and trusted and took the guided action that I thought was Which appropriate. makes sense to me because especially like when people are raised in, in hatred yeah. and like hopefully at a certain age they begin to think for themselves. But like on a subconscious level or on a basic level in our brains, it's like this person keeps me alive. Mm-hmm. They care for me. Why would they lie mm-hmm. to me? Yeah. So like you believe everything your parents tell you because they're mm-hmm. like teachers, like, mm-hmm. oh, they're trying to help me. So Little baby of course sponges. I believe them for a while. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, like most empaths or healer, young people do when they're not told, hey, this is a gift. We're going to help you nurture it we start drowning it out. This is why a lot of people start drinking and drugging mm. because they're, what's happening is we have so much energy running through us and you might be called a spaz or you are bipolar or you know all these names they have for energy imbalances now that are just, why don't we try to meditate? <laughs> See where your center is and then we'll talk about mental illness because a lot of this can be cleared, I really believe, with thoughtful sitting but this unfortunately was not the gift I was given so I did I spun out and I got into drugs and alcohol and at a very early age of 14 I was busted for selling LSD wow Wow, you were were slinging oh yeah LSD I went for it I was completely completely on uh, pilot mode because I couldn't be me and the and I was dealing with some trauma and I couldn't get therapy. I went to my mom and asked, can I go see this therapist? She said, there's nothing you can't talk to me or God about. And I went, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to talk to LSD God. Oh. And I it made me happy. It was the only thing I could find that made me, gave me some freedom. And I uh, did that for about a year and a half. And thank goodness was busted and got the therapy I needed after an attempted suicide go, which thankfully also failed. Was that also like at a very like 15, 16? 15, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but finally found the therapist who really helped save my life and put my head back on my shoulders instead of in the ether. And I made it through high school on honors. I was fine. And then immediately went to New York after school, and I grew up in New Hampshire, and then went to L.A. a year and a half later and had a little cancer scare. My doctor found something in my cervix and said, you need to be really careful or in six months you could have cancer, and a terrible thing to say to anybody, but... I went home and I just decided I wasn't going to go out like that. So I got a Tibetan bowl and I started meditating and went back to the doctor and they couldn't find a thing. Wow. What's the, uh, what's the uh, be really careful prescription? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Well, this was 22 years ago. So maybe there was a real prescription for that. <laughs> well, and, and Sarah, you said one time that you actually can't use... You you can't apply what you can do for other people to yourself 
anymore is that oh true? no i do all day you do yeah, yeah that's what did i hear you say then or maybe um maybe knowing future stuff or something like that there was something that you couldn't do for yourself and then you got you said you got too close to your partner oh i i can't see for myself uh like i can't look into six months and they don't give me visions about what's going to happen unless it's really important and I need to prepare or have something ready. Uh, like with other folks, they can sit down, I hold your hands, I can send light to you and I get tons of visions or even just before you even walk through my door, yeah. your angels and guides are talking to my angels and guides and I get the, some people call it a download, some people call it feelings, whatever, uh, messages. And... And that's, you know, how I work, uh-huh. but I can't seem to do it for me, but, and, or my partner, my, my relationship, I can't read his future either. And I got to say, I'm kind of happy about it because yeah. otherwise life would be really boring. It's a choice you've made subconsciously maybe, or like not subconsciously even, but a choice you've kind of made not to mm. be able to do that. Or is it more mm. of a thing where... No, because they let me see for him three months into the relationship. And then they were like, okay, that's good. Wow. And so it was like this easing off that they had with my partner. And now because I'm human, Mm -hmm. I have to be human to be here. I just have to be. Yeah. So this helps me be human because now I have to go, well, how do I really feel about that? And is that a good decision for me? You know, I have to be human about it. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I think some people who are listening are like, to be like this tapped into source and, you know, spirit guides and things like that, it'd be like walking around just hearing a million voices. Yeah. You know, so it's like at some point Mm -hmm. there has to be, there has to be limitations and boundaries set. Yes, there does. And I actually had to give spirit uh, working hours. Uh, Shortly after my near-death experience that happened four years ago now, uh, when I woke up from that, I couldn't shut the voices off. And I had to go study with another healer to teach me how to turn it off. And some of that was just plain giving them working hours. You can hit me up between nine and five. (laughs) And if you need help with this or that, then bring a descendant in and I will be happy to work with them. And it's really common that people come to me and I have to heal their Aunt Mary who is crossed and she just is asking for something or someone who's still here and needs help. It's really common. That's really cool. I've never thought of going to see a healer because it's always like, I'll go see, like for you, for example, and then my spirit guides will tell you what I need as opposed to like my spirit guides being like, hey, get Ryan to go see the healer because I need need access to the healing. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. I thought it was really uh, I've seen entire, I just want to say to that, I've seen entire family lines go centuries back. Whoa. Way back. And I've had to watch it Wow. It's it's incredible what, what I get to see. I am really excited about it. It's a great job. <laughs> it's a really great job. It's really interesting, too, when we do your Saturday meditation, probably the other ones as well, um, you said you need to, you tell the, our spirit guides, just pick one to talk to me, because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just like... Oh, it gets way too a overwhelming. A of spirits. Yeah, it's just also... I, it just helps me get more focused Mm -hmm. and it helps you get more focused Yeah, because then you're not all yelling at me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're just, it's more thoughtful. Mm -hmm. We have enough time, you know, we're in peace mode. We're not in chaos survival mode. So it's important to have, have that energy working for us because they are here to help us. That's why I call them helpful spirits. They're not here to create chaos. There's other energies in the world that create chaos. We don't need our spirit guides and angels creating chaos for us. It's not their job (laughs) at all. Angels are typically more protection and guiding us, helping you with driving, helping you with your work. Whereas guides are really helping you with relationship, getting in on dialogue, giving you those voices you hear that say, 
I should go to the grocery store right now. Yeah, yeah. And Ooh. then you run into somebody at the grocery store you needed to talk to. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, they're more, you know, they know what your soul pull is. They know what your soul journey is here. So they're helping you navigate that journey. Yeah. Wait, let's pause there for a second. Soul pull? Yeah. Is that like P-U-L-L or P-O-L-E? Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Soul pull dancer. Like soul. <laughs> soul pull is a dancer. Welcome to the stage. Okay. So the, uh, you just have a DJ doing like... <laughs> Oh, been dancing for eternity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ziggy Stardust would probably be the the song or the artist that they would dance to. The um, that is interesting. Like if someone doesn't have access to a healer like yourself, or doesn't um, doesn't know even how to go about all this, and like getting in touch with their guides and 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 the like, is is meditation the best way to Absolutely. start? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. The greatest relationship we will ever have is with ourselves first. If we don't trust ourselves, if we don't like ourselves, then it's really hard to get to source. We are here to do some really deep work and those doors are often sticky and don't want to open so fast. So I encourage who's ever listening, if you even just sit for three to five minutes every other day and just breathe. Light a tea light in front of you, light a candle, give yourself a point of light to look at uh, and, and just breathe. It's amazing what information can come in when we just relax. You even assigned me, which I am shamefully not doing at the moment, but I just subletted right next to a park. So mm, beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I have a hard time sitting still. My mind is very uh, constantly buzzing and on. And you which assigned is all me. the reason why you should. Oh, yeah. 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 Big time. You assigned me a walking meditation in a park mm. for 15 minutes. Beautiful. And I, yeah. And I did do it. I did do it um, a few times. And how did it feel? Really good. And I was very peaceful afterwards. I would do it first thing when I woke up. Um, sometimes I'd like take breakfast to the park and sit good. and eat. But yeah, I, I didn't talk to anybody. I. Would walk. I, I actually ended up doing it longer than fifteen minutes a few Great. times. Yeah, yeah. And I, I felt like I was getting the same benefits out of that. And I've tried to do the guided meditations, like through YouTube and things like that. I just have a really hard time. I have a, such a hard time sitting still. And I know if I did more of it, it gets easier. Well, and even when I do meditate with you, it's a whole different ball game because. Uh, I go to like a different place when I meditate with you. Like even the last time I meditated with you was the strongest, like it was like XL meditation. I felt this hot blob come out of my chest and go back in a few times. Um, and you, you do that really great thing where you walk around the group and you are healing us individually. Like the guide is telling you what we need. Mm. The last time I meditated with you, I was like, I'm nailing this meditation. Like <laughs> I, I always feel like, I feel like I, I uh, go to sleep, but I hear everything you're saying. Even the first time you did an actual healing on me, it was crazy because there was that moment. Um, and I tell everybody about this. I could hear you and I could smell things and I could feel the heat and, um, but I was like gone. I wasn't in mm -hmm. my body. And, uh, there was this moment where, uh, it was like ancient Greece, weird marble kind of closet. And there were these piles of death masks, these porcelain death masks, and they all had these grimacing male faces. Mm. And I went to reach for them and I heard you say, leave it. We're not working on that right now. And then, do you remember this? When I came out, I asked you what that was. And you said, I saw you reaching for your father, mm. which was crazy that that's what it looked like to me. I mean, that's mm. some like ancient pain, I guess. But, but yeah, that, that we were the whole time, I felt like we were so in sync. It happens. A lot of times I channel, so I don't remember Mm -hmm. what happens which is why in sessions I take notes because I don't remember afterwards uh 
every now and then I'll remember something if it's really out of the norm of homework that they've asked me to give before. But in classes, because it's group settings, if people are really struggling with something, I do find that they will tap me on the shoulder and give me a message and I'll say something and someone will be like, I was thinking that exact thing. And it's, oh, yeah. But that's why that's why you showed up and that's why, you know, so it's going to happen because you're there to turn your poison into medicine. Yeah. You know, it's, that's what it's all about. Empowering, empowering, empowering. Even today, before we started recording, Sarah gave me a message that I really needed to hear. (laughs) That just set, that reset me, that little message. And on um, Saturday, not the last, when I saw you last time, the message you gave me then, it, I was, reeling and I didn't know Mm -hmm. and you just said you're doing everything right Mm -hmm. and it was so nice Mm -hmm. I mean I I um like you well you turned me on to a few health issues that I have Mm -hmm. and um since you told me you they I guess they spelled out Hashimoto's Mm -hmm. disease Mm -hmm. since you told me that I've been looking into it I actually a friend of mine uh, who I just saw, I had to go to Utah for the weekend to do some horrible legal stuff. And he, I haven't thought of him or seen him in a while. He's like this expert in Hashimoto's. And awesome. yeah, and we talked about it and I was telling him the symptoms and things. And he's like, and I just went and I got a full panel and everything's in check right Great. now. But like, I'm drinking coffee right now, but I only do it for important things like recording a <laughs> podcast, but I'm on green tea, which is actually Good. healing. Very and healing. Tough on Good. your thyroid. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times they'll give me tips before things get out of control, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not a medical intuitive. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself that, but I'm intuitive. So whatever they want to bring through, yeah, I just share. And if it resonates, great. But I have a lot of people who say, you know, you said that. And then a year later, it comes up for them. So I just I just share what yeah. well, your higher somebody, self wants. Somebody you poked know. you in the kidney and you said oh, yeah. something about kidneys. And one of the medications that they had given me for what they thought was polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is now uh, I'm realizing Hashimoto's, they get, they've misdiagnosed. They totally misdiagnosed. So I was on metformin and if you're on metformin and you don't have PCOS, you have Hashimoto's, it will destroy your kidneys. So right to be after, clear here, like when you say someone poked her kidney, yeah, like we're not talking about like a doctor or no. someone. In the room. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll often feel uh, in my body. I'll either feel like I'm in the person's body for a, just a few seconds uh, and be able to feel where their pain is, or their angels or guides will just lightly poke me. And, well, I can't say lightly. Sometimes they really yeah make it, it obvious like you really got poked that time. yeah sometimes <laughs> well a lot of times i i might be going through human stuff so if i'm let's just say pmsing or something and mm-hmm. someone walks in and they're pmsing maybe i won't mention go check this if i'm already having some you know what yeah. i'm saying well so it's uh Sometimes they have to make it a little more obvious to me. Especially if I don't say it the first time. Yeah. They'll be like, okay, we got to get her on this one. And it was crazy because I always go into everything a skeptic. And you were telling me right away, uh, my guides wanted me to be drinking aloe vera juice and all this stuff. And then you writing Hashimoto's and you're like, you have like, because my cards were a, a child um, soulmate and the communing with spirit that I've been doing. And, uh, you asked me as soon as I came in, if I wanted kids and I said, hell no. And then an hour in, you're telling me about my healing and the Hashimoto's and all this stuff. And you held out, I've told Ryan this story. You held your arms out in front of you, like you were holding a baby. And you said, if you just had a baby, you would, it would heal you so much. And I burst into tears and you told me too, I lied to myself. And I was like, I do want a baby. Do you remember this? No, I don't remember it. It was so crazy. And ever since then, I don't have baby fever or anything, but like I've made the space. I, I honestly feel like I'm going to have a baby. Beautiful. Yeah. And that was, that was you calling me out for hiding something that, that terrified me. I also didn't Mm. believe my intentions were pure. Like I, I, Mm. I think a lot of 
and I don't, everybody should have a kid for whatever reason. Mm. But I was like, it would just be vanity. But when you told me that this person would heal me, I was totally on board. Mm. And the Hashimoto's, I've had three miscarriages in my life. Wow. And I always thought it was, you know, just um, like I was still taking the birth control pill. I thought that did it. I Googled it. Hashimoto's treats a fetus like it's uh, foreign, like an antibody, and it, it mm. gets rid of it right away. But it's super easy to get pregnant with Hashimoto's as long as you're monitoring your yes. levels. But I had no idea I had Hashimoto's. So, of course, I would have. I wasn't trying to get pregnant, but like. Right. Now that I know this, it's, right. yeah, it's, it's, it blew my mind when I went home and Googled all the things and they all lined Good. up and the aloe vera that like cures Hashimoto's. What? I didn't even, yeah. I don't remember. I have to any. go buy another jug of it at a uh, Trader Joe's after this. Good. That's some good stuff. It is. I mean, I, I know a lot of people like to add it into like a fruit juice or mm -hmm. something like that because drinking straight aloe vera is. It's rough. It's, I've been drinking a whole glass a, every day since, since you told me that. Great. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you only really need two ounces, but I'm like, no, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. So I, I'm curious about the, you briefly touched on it about the near death experience. Mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. when you come back from the near death experience, now the voices don't shut off. Correct. Um, can you walk us through like what led up to this? Well, I starved to death. I was not diagnosed. Well, I, I, it was a malpractice, which I didn't open a suit on it because I just don't work that way. Uh, I really believe everybody's got their journey and I just, really didn't want to do that. But I did go on Yelp and write a very terrible review on the Good doctor. Good for you. Uh, well, because people need to be aware. Yeah. Uh, for sure, if they want to live and are being seen by him. <laughs> I, I, I started internally bleeding and he just kept giving me drugs that I was allergic to. And so I was having these violent reactions. And then... It just progressed and I couldn't hold any food in. It would go through me in 20 minutes. It was so painful. It would come out the way it went in. It was awful. And I was uh, bleeding out every five to 20 minutes. I was sleeping on the bathroom floor. So it took 17 weeks to starve to death. It was C. difficile. It would have been a five-minute test that the doctor had to run. But instead, he asked me if I just didn't want to go to work anymore. Because you're... Hey, this this Whoa. sad lady doesn't want to go to work. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to assume that yeah. it's an older guy, but like, oh, it was. Yeah, and but it's, it's, <laughs> it seems like, oh, are it you was, sure you just don't want to work? Yeah, it was weird. It was like what? And I mean, the weight was just falling off me. I was going into atrophy, and I didn't know that. that I didn't know, and I got up to walk out of his office, and he goes, "Sarah, why are you walking funny?" And I went, "I don't know." because I don't want to do anything. I was just like so broken at that point. Yeah. You know, you had no nutrition. You for were literally weeks. dying. Yes, I was dying. And so I called him from my bed one day because I was calling him every morning to check in, almost every morning, like every other morning. And I said, I can't, I'm crawling from the bed to the bathroom. I'm sleeping constantly. I'm bleeding out every five to 20 minutes. I had gone to the ER several times and all they did was give me fluids. They just kept giving me fluids and potassium and then sending me home. Well, he literally said to me, I don't know what to tell you. I've given you everything I can. You're screwed. Oh my God. And I hung up the phone and I heard a voice say, you can lay here and die or you can get up and claim your miracle. And I obviously chose the miracle. And I cried for a while, obviously, laying there. And then I just mustered up that energy, you know, that very deep-seated energy in all of us that is just that last thread of spark we have that says, okay, we're going to fight for this. And I got up and I just reached out to every circle I've ever prayed with. And within an hour, I had people showing up at my door with nutritional supplements, new doctor's information. And I got in to see Dr. Richard Krupp over here in Burbank. And he immediately admitted me to the hospital uh, where I died. And that first morning is when I crossed over. I don't know how long I was under. I don't 
have any proof, physical proof of it because I wasn't hooked up to a heart monitor. They had just put me on fluids because they didn't know what was wrong with me. And they were just running test after test after test. And I, so they hook me up to the fluids. They leave the room. I leave and I get pulled down this tunnel. And it looked like a high school hallway, like literally <laughs> like a wide hallway with doors, with frosted windows to boot. I mean, just like with lights on. Were you on. like, oh no, I'm going to hell. <laughs> oh, I d- didn't even cross my mind. Didn't even cross my mind that I was dying. Like had no, I was just going somewhere. And I could feel energies on both sides of me, like pulling me. And I was going backwards. So it was like this pull. Oh, good crack in my back. <laughs> and and then it turned into a tunnel of light and I f- am still being pulled through this tunnel of light and then I come into this white, dense white light and I am no longer in my body. I am, my body doesn't exist. I am now particles. So I am everywhere and I can feel all emotion at the same time and I can see in multiple places at the same time and it's not overwhelming at all. It's just complete bliss. There's actually no word to how amazing it felt. It was just beyond bliss. I was in, I could see in the parking lot of the hospital, I could see in the hallway, I could see in the doctor's office and I could see through my friend's eyes in his studio. Like it was wild. And then I could feel all of what everyone was feeling at the exact same time and again it wasn't arduous or scary or there were no negative thoughts or feelings I can't even say thoughts or feelings exist there it was your vibration you're a frequency you're a pulse it's a and it has so much nutrition in that pulse like there's all this communication just in that vibration it's really beautiful. So I laughed, whatever that is considered to be on that side and said, that's it. I thought I had so much more to do. <laughs> oh, <what a> <laughs> uh, that's literally what I remember like expressing, but again, it wasn't words. It was like this thing. And it was like a split second. What took me to express that in whatever form I was in. And And then I saw my life, and you'll get a kick out of this. It was like this teeny tiny little Ikea plastic box with the drawers, you know, the little (laughs) tiny drawers. And I could see down through the whole thing. So I could see I got my whole life. Like some people, I've heard people say, and I had pictures of my whole life flash in front of me. Yeah, but it was a split second. It was like... Is that what was in the box? Yeah. So like each drawer had different events in my life that I would have considered to be traumatic Mm. or hard, but they were all moments that were keeping me on my soul path, my soul pole, keeping me in the direction that my soul wanted to experience in this lifetime. They were all just knocking me back into where I needed to be. Fascinating. And then, and again, it was like two seconds and I knew I could open any of those drawers and I could experience, like have the pictures flash in front of me if I wanted to remember it thoroughly, but I just immediately knew it all. And I was like, wow, I thought all that stuff was so intense and it was like nothing. Ooh. You know, it was just <laughs> nothing. So small, so minute. And that's when the... And again, there wasn't anyone, I can't say there was somebody standing there. I just felt the presence of all this other energy moving through my particles. I was moving through your particles and his part, you know, I was everywhere and and everybody else was everywhere. So this consciousness informed me that there's, this is the best way I have figured out to explain it to folks. There's a tapestry around the earth. And if I pull down this one thread, there's you. And if I pull down this thread, there's me. And we still have this teeny tiny little thread that connects us up to this tapestry that is completely connected and seamless. 
So if that's, say, universal life force energy or God consciousness, it could be multiple different things. But this is how they showed me. So we're all connected. This oneness that we hear about, that's how we're connected. We're connected to this massive energy. And we came here to have this individual broken down, simplified experience of what it is to have relationship, what it is to feel a couple things at the same time, not everything at the same time, and to be actualized, to to see ourselves. So I get this. And then I feel them. I'm getting pulled to this other area. And I knew I wasn't going to come back here if I went to that area. And I wasn't upset about it at all. I will just say that. (laughs) I was like, this is so much better than I thought it was going to be. And, and, uh, I knew that I was going to be seeing ancestors, like all of the family tree. I knew that I was about to like get the really deep download on what's going on. Like I was like going to get back online upstairs. Like it was cool. And, uh, and I just acknowledged. And when I say acknowledge again, I'm so sorry. There's just not verbiage for what, uh, I have to like write a dictionary for when you're dead, this will be your language. (laughs) Death Uh, to living dictionary translation. Yeah, perfect. I'll have you write it. (laughs) And and I just made the acknowledgement that there is energy back there that has not realized the God within and is very angry with the God within and therefore God consciousness. And I'm just using the word God here because I am so... Forgive me if you don't believe in God. Energy for you folks. Source, what have you. And I'm not sure that soul, that energy there will get aligned with what he needs if I leave right away. Because this person, and at the time I wasn't thinking of it as a person. I was like, oh, that energy there is not going to be able to complete their mission or whatever it was. It was an acknowledgement. It was my husband and he had just lost his dad from cancer. It was very hard for him. It was his best friend. And it was only, I think, a year previous that he had lost his dad. And so if he was going to lose his wife, it just, he was so angry. I just couldn't imagine he was going to ever believe in anything good in this world if... I left. And so I just acknowledged it, but it wasn't my husband. It wasn't my buddy. It wasn't my friend. Like it was this energy, but I had no emotional attachment. It wasn't like that. It was very different. So uh, that's when this peace just came over my whole self and I, my particles started to come back together. And this peace, it felt like a beautiful blanket over my whole being and I just heard, you have to go back and tell everyone to stop taking it so seriously because it's a playground. And I went, okay. I have been saying playground about this world my entire life. I got busted in the playground for doing this work. So I've been- <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Oh my God, it all comes full circle. Yeah, I love that it's not like a a classroom. It's a playground. Mm -hmm. Like that really takes the edge off. Oh yeah, we're on recess, bitches. Yes! Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Sarah, what do you think, okay, when you saw your pictures, the traumatic events, what do you think, and maybe based on that, but also the work that you've done so far in your life, what do you think the purpose of your lifetime right now is, aside from healing and giving all of us answers. Well, I want to just make a note on that and say, I'm not healing anybody. Right. Right. 50% is up to whoever you signed up with, whatever God creator, spirit, energy you signed up with. 40% is up to you and 10% is up to me. I, yeah. You guys are so, we've been so disempowered Mm -hmm. uh, by different sources and I'm not going to point any fingers, but 
we've really been disempowered and we need to remember that we can be empowered. And that is yes. totally my reason for that being here. That is how I feel. Whenever I see you, whenever I meditate with you, I come away and I feel like I like I did stuff. Yes, because you did. Yeah. And you like turn a light on in a dark yes. room. Yes. It's, yeah, I help facilitate and make sure that you're getting everything you need and that you're safe while you do it. Yeah, because that is important. It's uh, it's why people take ayahuasca with a shaman around because you need somebody who can help navigate the territories that are beyond our consciousness here, and that's what I do. I, I go in between worlds. That's my job. Do you? Uh, on that note, that's something I'm dying to try ayahuasca. Have you done it, or do you know anybody good? around I don't I don't use plant medicine anymore I don't need to a but also I I find it is taken advantage of a lot Mm -hmm. and people have uh really lost uh the intention Mm -hmm. for doing it It, it's too much of an escape yeah so I teach a course in shamanic drumming and hold space for people and I take them to a higher state that way and I do it in my meditations as well I have commented on your drumming because it mm -hmm. does very instantly have you noticed that Ryan when when I'm sure she drummed for you when Mm -hmm. you went did you notice the drumming because it I didn't notice it the first time and then when I've meditated with you the drum is the the thing that sends me to the place it is the drum well it raises are the state, those tiny little hairs in your ear, it takes you from the beta to the theta state. So it takes you to a higher state of consciousness, which is fully available to us, but you can speedily get there with a drug, but you can also speedily get there with someone who knows how to hold space. I would like to be talked out of ayahuasca because <laughs> I, I didn't know for a long time that you well, I've got vomit a great, afterwards. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, from both <laughs> ends. I never want to yeah. do on purpose. Both yeah. ends. Oh, it's the uh, yeah. It's like you never throw up or shit your pants anymore. You purge. The, uh, <laughs> right. That's like Especially that's what I love being in the new age world. The I have a great book upstairs. I'll let you borrow. Mm. Uh, my cousin's husband is one of the authors. It's called The Facets of Ayahuasca. Mm. It's a it's a guidebook to if you are interested in exploring ayahuasca. I, I have not used it uh, or 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 done it. I've I smoked DMT once, which is kind of like a supercharged, like mm-hmm. fifteen minute version of, of that kind of thing. But there's something interesting going on here when you're on the other side mm-hmm. that I think speaks to like just your point of view on things. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about the connectivity of all and the tapestry of the world and how we're all just a thread connected to a seamless tapestry. So when it comes to like the idea of space and time, the way you are describing understanding everything at the same time or being able to see all these different places simultaneously at once, it speaks to that, the connectivity, I think, mm-hmm. and like what scientists are really trying to yeah. like somehow prove mathematically and scientifically um, the connectivity and the global consciousness and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Do you Do you find that, when it comes to and healing can. others, it's almost like, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm healing myself. Like, do you th- do you find that connectivity as well? Like, anytime Absolutely. someone else becomes okay. Absolutely, it, it's a beautiful thing, and that's why I feel like I'm at attention all the time, uh, and I'm I'm okay if my schedule is not packed in a week because when I give homework to folks, it's common that they tell me I have to do it too. Whoa. So I'm always busy <laughs> working on myself yeah, yeah. and and healing and really going in and doing the work. I can't teach it if I don't know it. I just, I really believe in that. You practice what you preach, right? And it's important. I think it helps keep the work fresh and authentic and honest. There was something I wanted to answer. Oh, but... Long and short of the whole plant medicine, I don't not believe in it. I think it does have its place for sure. Mm -hmm. But if people don't want to have the side effects of what some drugs can and the hangovers and whatnot, or if they're just in a health, jeopardized health situation, I can easily take them there uh, through drumming and journeying. We call it the shamanic journey where we travel to different realms to get 
information from our helpful spirits. Um, I will first take you to retrieve a power animal and then your power animal protects you in these other realms. So you can practice it without me after that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do for the community now to just help folks figure out how to tap in without having to drop something first. One of the, I think, interesting aspects of going to see you and then being given homework, and if people are curious about that, I mean, they can reach out to us. I mean, one of my homework assignments was 24 hours of silence, mm-hmm. um, and I had to also write a list of things I really wanted uh, while listening to Hold On Loosely. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, That's but, awesome. But there, the idea, too, is like when it comes to ayahuasca, like there's, it's about the incorporation afterwards of these lessons or these things that you've learned. Like I think that's where a lot of it can get lost. I, uh, yeah. And what you're talking about, the yes. misuse of it. There's, there's yes. the integration. Correct. It, it doesn't, doesn't exist. Great point, Ryan. It's so true. Yeah. It's like with therapy, too. Oftentimes therapists say, you need to not take anything personally. Okay, well, that's easier said than done. How do I do that? (laughs) And then we give you actual homework on how to apply it to your life so that it can help you get to that conscious state of not taking things personally. That's empowering somebody, not disempowering them. I just totally would disempower someone if they came into a therapy session and sat there and went, you know, you really take everything personally. Yes. Be best if you didn't. Yeah. You know what your problem is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know what your problem is. I was always annoyed when therapists didn't tell me what to do. I'm like, what would you do? And they wouldn't tell me. No. Because they don't have the answers because they're probably not practicing them. They're reading out of a book. Yeah. Which, hey, there's nothing wrong. I've studied psychology. I have done my homework. However, there, I believe, are further steps that you can take. I seriously would never pay. uh, Okay. And and, and I've had a lot of therapy. I would never pay a therapist again over a shaman. Oh. Because you have given me so much to work with and I never got that in therapy. In therapy, it was, you know... I'd go in and I'd talk, 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 and always talk about the same things and maybe how they felt different that week or whatever. But there was never actual progression as much as there was just me facing the things that scared me or, or well, tormented and, me. And that just sends us into more of the thought storms and rabbit holes that we were already in. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. I don't, I love the idea of going back and looking at what hurt you, but let's send it light. Let's not sit there and cry about it. Yes. That's what I'm about. Yes. My therapy experience was just redundant. Correct. And it's so common. And I went through it myself. I I went through years of therapy and it was great for some things because I was a kid and I didn't have the tools that I needed. Uh, But not so great for empowering and helping me put it into my daily life. Yeah. I really liked the homework assignment you gave me. It was the park meditation. And because my heart chakra was, uh, I I think you said that my chakras were fragmented and Mm. some of my lights were out. Does that Mm. sound right? I think, well, it's common that we can be a bit fragmented Mm -hmm. and even broken. And sometimes people don't even have a chakra that exists actually and I have to help reprogram it and rebuild it well you gave me the assignment of writing a list of 120 things that I love about myself Mm. and you said email me in a week read this list every day I emailed you in a week and you were like okay now start reading it in front of a mirror and Mm. it really did take it up a notch yeah and even now when um like I had a tough experience over Christmas I'm sure lots of people did because it was Christmas yeah they're all coming in now oh Man, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like in a state of freeze for the holidays, and I went, "Oh, geez, it's going to be busy at the end of January." It was really interesting. I I felt like um, Christmas validated because I I didn't believe in empaths for a while, and then after working with you, you, you didn't believe in yourself. Yeah, first, yeah the first time we the first time mm-hmm. we met, or well, actually, we met briefly at the uh, before that show. Yeah, but uh, the first time when I interviewed her for. Uh, my podcast yeah you were like yeah I was like nah, I'm not it's bullshit everybody like, <laughs> says they're an empath it's bullshit and then um, I see this psychic I love in Casadega Doreen and I saw her and she said wow all that anxiety is gone I bet you're sleeping so well now and I was like yeah and she goes you know none of that was ever yours that was your ex-husband's I never understood why I was so miserable for the years I was with him and I was absorbing I was Correct. Like the sponge. I had a client this morning that is a vet 
and he has PTSD. He's only in his late thirties and he had like, I don't know how many soldiers behind him that had died. And he, I mean, he watched people die in front of him. He had saw traumatic things, but he was carrying all of their experience vicariously because he had absorbed and witnessed their deaths. So he was literally carrying this. So I had to teach him how to release what's not his, which is also a huge part of class. Every time before we meditate, and you can practice it out there, is just inhaling and just setting the intention that you're going to release any energy that isn't yours. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful part of this is you can do it any mental energy, emotional energy, physical energy, spiritual energy that's not yours. You choose to release it to the earth and transmute it to light. See it evaporate into light. It is huge help. Even just doing that little bit I watch people go, oh, you know. I have to start doing that. I'm going to make myself three to five minutes. I can sit still for three to five minutes. Yes. And do my park meditation. Yes. I was going to tell While the tea water is boiling. While the tea, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was going to tell you that list of 120 things I made. I got up to like, uh, like 100 on my own and I could not. And these were, I was really kind of reaching for some of this. And they were really great things. Like I felt like I loved myself, but I I couldn't get like the last 20. And I posted to Facebook and some people reached out and sent me these messages of like moments they remembered with me. And they, I was bawling. Like some of them were so beautiful and so touching. And I still, when I have, when I'm rattled or when uh, like over Christmas, I went into the bathroom and I read that list of good and it, it totally reset me right back into place. Yep. That's one of the biggest homework assignments that they gave me. Wow. Over a year ago now. And I just, it changed my life. I seriously think I'm going to write it out and tape it in my bathroom. Good. Do it. It's a lot, but I think just like seeing them again and again, yeah, I carry mine with me in a little wallet and it, the paper's all tattered and ridiculous. Aww. But if ever I'm walking into a presentation or a class and I'm not feeling 100% up, I'll read that and be like, oh yeah, that's who I am. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> I'm good. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder if you can tell us like, well, so after the after the death, mm-hmm. you you now have a new understanding of your work or not a new understanding, but a, is it more supercharged? Yes. What's, what's going on? Well, I first started to notice it. Well, right away. I, I was in full body atrophy, so I had to learn how to walk again. So I couldn't work. I wasn't even able to leave my apartment because I couldn't walk. I mean, I could make it to the bathroom in the living room, but I live in a one bedroom apartment, so it's not too many steps. Uh, And my breathing was really struggling because I was on a lot of prednisone and prednisone can really mess with all sorts of things. But the, the first time I really noticed, oh, something's very different, is I'm laying in the hospital bed. It's two in the morning and I just hear this old man talking in another language and he won't stop bantering at the nurse and I'm asleep and I wake up to this and I like hear all this and I'm like what and I'm about to sit up and be like do you mind I'm sleeping yeah and I couldn't even sit up on my own I had to move the bed to sit me up to get mad hold on a second (laughs) yeah it was ridiculous no so I crack my eyes open I'm like what and I hear the nurse going oh okay all right and I'm like okay she's obviously where is this guy and I'm looking around the room and I don't see anybody and I just see her and she comes walking over to me and she goes and I go do you hear that she goes what I go that guy is just talking in another language and she was from an Asian descent. I'm not sure what, but sorry, I'm not good at that sort of thing. But I, she goes, Oh, it's probably my grandpa. Like not, she didn't even skip a beat. She was like, yeah, it's probably my grandpa. And I was like, was he a doctor? And she's like, yeah. I was like, he has not stopped bossing you around 
since you walked in and I woke up to him bossing you. Oh yeah, he does it all the time. Can you hear it? No, but I feel it. And I'm like, okay. I go, what are you doing with your life? And all of a sudden I just go, what are you doing with your life to this girl? I mean, bless her heart. And she goes, what? And I go, you are miserable. Why are you working this job? And she goes, well, my mom's a doctor. My dad's a doctor. My grandpa was a doctor. My grandpa's grandpa was a doctor. And she just is miserable. And I go, what do you really want to be doing? She goes, I really want to be an artist. And she was all tatted up with these beautiful tattoos and obviously very creative. And I go, you need to quit this job and go be an artist, darling, because life is very, very short. Is that what he was yelling at her? No, he was telling her how I needed to be treated. Whoa. Is that one of her spirit guides? That specifically is an ancestor. Okay. So we don't want to mistake ancestors for spirit this guides. Is interesting. You spoke, now I'm remembering more clearly, and you might not remember this, but you said I had an ancestor. You saw a man on a motorcycle in the 60s. And um, you said that this like uh, adventurous nature of mine is from my ancestors. It's mm. in my DNA. Mm. But then that same ancestor told you to tell me to jump out of an airplane and uh, to get a motorcycle. And those are two things I never want to do. And there was a third thing that really upset me um, that I, uh, it, it, that ancestor told you to tell me to break up with the person I'm dating. Oh. Yeah. And you didn't I was like, like him? Yeah, they didn't like him. They said that he was that I was going to be bored with him, <gasps> and that I well, because he's so excited about his yeah, life. and like, he's yeah. just he, and this is like this is why of, they're not your guides. Y- yes, yes, I'm so <laughs> glad that we because I thought this was a guide, and for weeks I would just be like sitting working or something, and I'd be like, you know what, fuck you, like I get really mad at this person, yeah. for saying that, yeah, and yes. Yes. they told you that I was going to um, break up with him by February, which is like I don't yeah. see that happening, yeah. Um, they were wishing then. Yes. And it's funny because he's one of the more stable people I've ever dated. And I have been. But with that uncle exciting. is not stable. And that's why we don't take uncle's yes. advice. And that's the difference with ancestors. They're commonly still attached a bit to their ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, like because they want you to identify that yeah. that's who they are. Okay. So it's not that they haven't crossed. Did it's I that- say uncle or did you pick that up? Because I have a feeling I know who it is. No, I think I just knew I, it was I your uncle? uncle. I have this uncle, Denny, who uh, passed away. And after I kind of like thought about it for a while, I was like, it's him. I know Was it's he him. adventurous? Yes. Okay. And he loved me. And there would never be a man good enough for me. There it is. Yeah. There it is. So it's just <laughs> important to identify in those moments that, oh, also oftentimes ancestors will talk faster than guides like guides are very like okay this is what's going on da, 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 da. and it's a very calm there's a calm and, and angels too it's comforting it's peaceful but with ancestors i find they can be more more like themselves so they can be agitated if they were an agitated kind of character but it's sort of to tell us who they are Oh, didn't you have one too, Ryan? Didn't you have somebody who was swearing a lot, like an uncle or something? Oh, no. One of his guides. Hilarious. <laughs> Foul mouth guide. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has like a, a heathen mouth. Yeah. It was great. I kept cursing. And I'm like, why am I cursing so much? I never curse this much. And then I realized, oh, it's because his guide is just like really loose, like cool guy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Okay, now, is there a chance that guides can be ancestors? Absolutely. Okay. And if they are, say, your uncle, mm-hmm. who is, is say he stepped in as your guide, when we're in meditation, with your permission, of course, I'd be like, you know what? Is it cool if I talk to uncle and see if we can switch him out for somebody who might oh. be more aligned up with your relationship needs? Yeah. That kind of thing is. I would so you've love got to like switch interchangeable him out. opportunities. Here. Yes, he was. Uh, he was a lot of fun. 
mega racist. I would love to switch oh, him out. Let's yeah. work on that. Yes. <laughs> but I think it's a thing. Maybe people have to not like to get too carried away and they're like <laughs> the idea of like this concept of being able to switch to like, you know what? I'm I'm entering a period of my life where I want some guides that are really going to uh, well you know, give me what I or like ancestors or I want more voices of a specific nature. So, you know, I don't want to hear this right now. So let's get rid of them and swap them out. <laughs> like, it's not like a you know no. a, a hairstyle you and can just keep no, and it's not going to happen if it's not for your highest good. Oh, okay. okay, cool. So I guess um, this was uh, the inaugural episode yeah. of This Is Where the Magic Happens. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I I, no, uh, I meant you specifically. Oh, yeah, no, me. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I hope we all enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I know I did, and I'm looking forward to uh, to many more. So, I guess uh, check out uh, where the magic happens dot com. Yeah, I um, I sh- think it might be magic happen. I always start a Twitter. You know, we're gonna get better at this. It's all gonna be at the website. Did you already start a Twitter? Yeah, I've got. I think uh, magic happens. Okay. Because it's you can't have a lot of characters on Twitter. Yeah, that's that's true. But I'm pretty sure it's magic happens with a K. Okay, cool. And uh, what's your what's your uh, Instagram and Twitter? Oh, my Twitter is just my name Angela Lovell, and my Instagram is Lovellable. Okay, cool. And I'm Rising on both R Y S I N G Rising, or Rising, however you want to pronounce it. And uh, and what's your website? Your your oh, personal yeah. website. My personal website is angelalovell.com and I'm keeping a blog at rvdunhere.com, uh, which is also linked from angelalovell.com. You can find all my stuff at angelalovell.com. Cool. And ryansingercomedy.com's got all my stuff and it links to me and Paranormal You, which is my other podcast and you know links to my comedy albums. Uh, there's four of them. They're on Spotify, they're on Pandora. That last one is super uh, good. Oh, thank you very much. Really and, made and me laugh. And it's free. Free love is the name of it and it's free. So go get it and, and write a review for us. Yeah, write um, a review. We'll put you on the altar. Yeah, we'll put you on the altar. I'm going to post pictures of it too to Instagram so you might see your little handle unless you, I mean, send me a message if you don't want that. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a future presidential candidate. Yeah. Is a, uh, Pray for a me. big scandal. Yeah. A witch for president. No, <laughs> not in this country. Uh, cool. Well, this was great. And uh, so I guess we'll we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. <laughs>